Your Mac will soon go to sleep. No. You know Ghost Beep. No, Ghost Beep. We are writing or filming. Recording recording. an intro. An intro. Well, in this episode, we talk a lot about adulting, which, like, honestly, the Mac losing battery is kind of symbolic. It's very apt. Yeah, very apt. Because... I would like to take a nap most of the time. Mm-hmm. Adulthood is very exhausting. Like we talk about ritual and mm-hmm. like routine, but yeah. like it's a lot of choice paralysis yes. and like decision making that just kind of wears you down. Which can also be like pretty cool and fun. Yes. So we talk about that side of it too. Things get a little weird. It's fun. It's ph- philosophical and um, it's spicy. Yeah. So feel free to listen and then take that nap that you so very well deserve. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Enjoy. Bye. Bye. Tell me when you're ready. Hey, Han. <laughs> hey, Buds. <laughs> How are you today? <laughs> I'm pretty good. I can't, okay. I feel like I have to start this off by saying that it's been, what, like four months? No, way longer. It's been longer. Way longer. It's been like seven. Yeah, since we recorded our last episode. Not that listeners would know because we'll be releasing these weekly, but kind of fell off for a minute. Because of adulting. Because of adulting! And how apt that we are talking about adult realizations today. Yes. Remember we thought that we were going to record the dating apps one day? I, well, I did. And I forgot. And I've literally dated probably a dozen people since <laughs> the last recording. If we had known we were going to miss all of that content, <laughs> we wouldn't have recorded the dating apps one I'm day. glad that we're not recording the dating <laughs> app one because I haven't been on a date in probably, no, not six months. No, it's been like four. Four. Okay, fine. Yeah. See, my numbers are way off, but it's like dog years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Today, we're talking about adult realizations. I think one of the things that like I was really excited to record this episode for was I think that they're similar to like our first episode on like the first 18 months post-grad like there's a lot that's kind of sold to you about adulthood in pop culture about what being an adult is like and I think I can confidently say being 26 and a half that there are a couple of different realizations I've come to the half is sending me (laughs) Oh, yes, continue. <laughs> that a lot of different things that it's just good to take time and like reflect on. I think it's also just good to normalize like, hey, this is like not it all the time. Yeah. And here's how. Yeah. Or it is. Like also I want to celebrate that too. Like I think a lot of my adult realizations also, it's like, wow, this is really just BS. Also wow still still here i never thought honestly like i would make it this far <laughs> shout out to baby han yeah <laughs> and also han what were some of the things that were packaged to you about adulthood that made you really excited to be an adult and what realizations have you had around those packaged ideas now that you are in the age of experiencing them A lot of what I thought adulthood was, was maturity and knowing what the heck is going on and what the heck to do in any given situation. I just thought adults knew a lot more than they do. Mm -hmm. And we really don't. 
we really are just making it up. So much of adulthood for me and the realization of what I didn't expect is the life outside of those roles that I got to see. Like it's just mm. kind of the everyday taking care of myself, especially when I didn't have college to take up time in my life anymore. And it was just like work and life. It was like, okay, I really do have to cook dinner every night for the rest of my life. That's crazy. Yeah. Also just like seeing all of the folks that like, we went to school with or that like are our age and are doing the adult Adult jobs that we all went to school for and like thought we wanted to do when we grew up you just end up being kind of like wow we are all out here just on a playground like (laughs) some of us have just trained differently like to be able to conquer the monkey bars or whatever we want to equate you're really gonna hold on to this brain extended analogy aren't you i just can't think of anything that's more apt right now so i'm open to suggestions but until then (laughs) yes i will die on this mount i will die on this playground i will die at the top of the slide (laughs) (laughs) did you share what you um thought adulthood would be and how it's different i think i had glamorized a lot of like what i thought professional life was going to look like Mm. just from you know like devil wears prada yeah we're like 13 going on 30 really any or yeah any movie because it's like the whole joke of pick your three between career friends and then physically active lifestyle like they none of those characters knew that you had to choose two like yeah or they did and that was the central plot (laughs) yeah very true but i just thought i i mean we were talking before we started pressing record but i really thought that i would just be presenting slides and wearing a suit (laughs) and I don't know what it was about but that's just what I thought was going to be happening and that's now I'm like look I'm trying to get rid of the business attire that is in my closet but because I don't know what I'm doing next I have to hold on to it for the time being probably a good call (laughs) yeah but I think that that was something that was packaged and then also just living in the same city as this huge friend group Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah that's a big one that yeah. I thought adulthood was like literally because of friends but also mm-hmm. so many we were talking about this the other week so many popular portrayals just have like one central friend group mm-hmm. How I Met Your Mother is another one yeah where everyone gets along and is like equal friends with each other yeah and they only hang out with each other all the time usually like you have haunts as well where yeah. you're like we all meet at some the bar downstairs bar or yeah like we all meet at this cafe mm-hmm. yeah i mean you and i have kind of chatted a little bit about that i'm going to refer to real life as offline for the sake of this pod we've taken that conversation offline before of just like yeah if you move <laughs> are you just dying to use corporate language I, okay right now? there's a part of me that really wants to say like circle back let's circle back like <laughs> Let's speak asynchronously about this. Like, let's collab asynchronously. Like, we really need to align on this. I so miss office jargon and like the slight cringe, but also little the flower blooms in me every time. Okay, like, Capricorn rising. Yeah. We get it. We get it. You love work. Yeah, I truly. I Her miss, old girl boss. I miss it. But anyway, I miss. I miss the good parts of it. As I was saying. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, you're totally okay. It's a. It's a very relevant tangent. Yeah, of just okay. As two people that moved out of the city that we went to college, and neither of us had any experience living in prior to moving there. Mm-hmm. The landscape of friendship looks 
a lot different. And I noticed that you made a face during that metaphor. But we're just on the metaphor I game today. Feel I like was gonna let it go. It's appropriate. I was gonna let it go. And wait, when you say the friendship landscape, you said it was different. Yeah, I well as in like from college to now, or yeah. like expectation wise of adulthood, or I think C all of the above or both of the above. Because from a literal landscape perspective, you're, like, way more spread out than you are, like, at college. Yeah. Um, and just, like, interests can be much wider. But then to the other suggestion that you put out there is, like, yeah, just, like, adulting in general makes it a lot harder to find and make time for friends. Mm-hmm. Especially the larger the group is, the more difficult it can be to, like, get everybody on board for um, an activity an activity or even just a time yeah caveat being that we're not at the point yet or none of our friends have reached the point where they have small human commitments yeah that is another level in and of itself of like trying to find time to hang out with people i'm sure but yeah just between work and travel and other things that people are interested in and you know it's not just your core six friends that you're friends with like you have other friends from other friend groups that want to hang out or Mm -hmm. that kind of thing it can be really difficult to find the time that is very cup filling Mm -hmm. for friendship and I think that that can aid in some more of the like nostalgia for college Mm -hmm. where people were closer from proximity and like emotional standpoint because they were usually more available but then can also lead to just like some of the other things about adulthood that are like other realizations or like some of maybe like the loneliness that you can feel Mm -hmm. in other points and that went sad quickly (laughs) so to bring it well I don't want to just like ricochet us back up to like the heights of adulthood (laughs) because like that yo-yoing is not good but I do want to also say that there are really exciting things about adulthood we can get there it's okay I don't think we have to caveat it for our listeners okay like good because I think it's also important to say, like, this shit sucks sometimes. It does. It's very, yeah, it can, it can feel kind of how, like, you're, you're all making it up. It's like, okay, some of you have similar experiences or you have those things and they can also be really fun and exciting. Adulthood is where I found the lows really help you appreciate the highs (laughs) and even the mids. Yeah. Like, even if you're just midding it for, like three months I've yeah that's that's cool like that's I had great. literal therapy sessions where I'm like everything is fine and I have to be okay with that yeah <laughs> like wow stability yeah where you're like mm, stability's kind of boring like I would maybe prefer some spice yeah <laughs> but the problem is is that adulthood doesn't always let you choose in the realm in which the spice occurs true so that can be you know exciting if that's the way that you want to frame that (laughs) it's not i'm healing yeah so what would you call spice if it wasn't like trauma yeah (laughs) thanks like what's what what's the what what is spice but fun oh um zest ew that was like so white well I would call it, I would call it, what would you call that? It's the spice of life. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like maybe spice is just neutral and then it's like tonal. Yeah. That indicates. Or con- contextual. Yeah. yeah tone clues. and context are what makes spice 
it would give spice its body per se body yaddy body yaddy yaddy yeah can i ask you a question yes why do you want to you look disappointed well no you had a point i'm pivoting no i didn't have a point i was gonna say yes with the understanding that i might not answer that's fine (laughs) it's a deep it's a deep question oh okay are you who you thought you were gonna be no (laughs) (laughs) so quick visceral i'm not but i think that i am i'm not the person i thought i would be but the person that i am has more depth than the person i pictured myself to be when i was younger yeah and for that i'm really happy about it yeah i'm so grateful yeah like there's not a lot of well there is some like oh i like this would be cool or like hindsight wish i had done something differently Mm -hmm. oh do you feel that way about things that you've done them differently you wish you'd done them differently more just because of where i am in life right now like i like you wish you were further or what um you don't have to answer that if you don't want to no, like I think about my timing for my layoff. Uh-huh. Like if I had accepted, in, if I had accepted the offer to join one of the MBA programs, yeah, and worked at, I would have left. Oh, at the time, time at the that time. stuff tur- started turning sour. But it, it doesn't make me wish that I did anything differently. It just makes me wish that I could see what happens next to affirm the decisions I'm making right now. Yeah, I was gonna say I think it's easier to regret things when you have less hindsight. Yeah. Like the more hindsight you have, you're kind of just like, okay, yeah, that's that's the way that was going to go. Mm-hmm. Or I don't want to say like everything happens for a reason. That's totally not what I'm saying. Yeah. It's more like you just don't know how it's going to go yet. Yeah. And I think that that's a lot of what the planner in me does not <laughs> like about adulthood. Yeah. Is that it's, you can't just, you know, calendar a breakdown or like... <laughs> a loved one passing yeah. or even like really exciting stuff. Even good news to yeah. like pace it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you can't be like, this is what I'm going to need exactly at this time. Right. Um, but it, it's, I'm fighting so hard to not be like, but that's what makes adulting so beautiful. It's not. It's not what makes it beautiful. <laughs> it's not, I remember, that was a big realization for me growing up. Like, wow, things really don't work out in the end. Yeah. But we can still, sorry, so cliche, but like we can still find meaning in it. Yeah. And I think that's up to us to find meaning in it. Like it doesn't have to be that everything works out for a reason or some BS like that, but you can determine whatever works for you. Yeah, you can derive the meaning that you need from it. Right. Or you can just shelve it. Or it could just be nothing. It means nothing. World is absolute bonkers and there's no reason, no rhyme. We are all on a rock. Yeah. Strong pivot into like no reason, no rhyme. One of the things that really struck me about adulthood is the way that people can like fabricate things to like make it seem like everything happens for a reason Mm. or like this just, it didn't work out for me then, but this is why it did later. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's like this inherent desire to want for things to like go well and be that way. A large part of that and what we both really resonated with from the notes for this episode are what the fuck is money? Like, that was a real pivot, buddy. A real pivot. Okay, wait, I have to say something first. Yes. And it'll help us still get there. I think your your point of making everything look like it was working out the way it, you wanted it to or whatever, I didn't realize, how do I want to say it? It's also really hard to determine what people are working with 
in adulthood and like the transition into adulthood it is the transition into adulthood is so much easier for people who have any form of privilege i don't think that is made apparent like i think that comes through in different instances like getting a job mm-hmm. you know like if your parents are well connected or whatever like you could just or like you just freaking work for them or whatever it's so different the experience for each individual person people aren't as open about what they're working with and so you just assume that it's like due to your own or at least i did i'll speak for myself assume it was due to my own lack Uh, you internalize a lot yes and that like totally plays into this hard work myth that's like well i'll just work harder Mm -hmm. and then it'll work out because it worked out for so and so no like that's you're just on different playing fields yes to your point and it's a much better pivot than the sharp left i was trying to make i like them both upcoming draft i like them both (laughs) to to that point it is just like the privilege and the standpoints at which people are encountering different like junctures in their lives to no fault of either of those people Mm -hmm. however you could be shitty and continue to leverage your privilege and like pretend like you don't have it yeah, and I don't things. think anybody needs to be, like, screaming from the mountaintops, like, you're, priv- like, that's also not it. I don't know. For for us, or at least for me, I won't, I won't speak for both of us, but I know we had some conversations where at the beginning of, like, living together and yes. making what we make and living in San Diego and, like, yes. watching all these people go out and do all these things, it was, like, how are people living this lifestyle? Like, what is this? Yes. A large part of it was that we were being underpaid. What the fuck is money? Yes. But, you know, something else is just like, what help are you having from other folks with resource, like with resources mm-hmm. who can give them to you? But then also like credit is something that a lot of yes. people, I don't want to sound demeaning, but it's like, it can be very difficult for me to realize the like roles that credit plays in other people's lives mm-hmm. because I just assume everybody treats credit the way that I I treat it Mm -hmm. which is not the case like there are a lot of people that are in credit card debt and Mm -hmm. it can make it very easy to posture as if you have this very a lot more wealth than you do yeah this very like affluent lifestyle access to things and like whatever experiences that then cause that like internalized comparison Mm -hmm. so many of the things too that we wish we could have been doing at the time were more to prove to other people that we were having a good time rather than us actually having a good time (laughs) are you thinking about when we would go clubbing yeah i am (laughs) because guess what if we had more money that's what we would be doing (laughs) yeah true and we we both look back on the time we're like no that was like not it i mean there's something to be said too about especially now like since our I say generation super loosely as in like people who are literally our age because the way we grew up with social media I think also led to so much of this posturing. Can you imagine what we would have known or not known as adults without social media? I would be so much less aware of what everyone has or doesn't have or Mm -hmm. like what job they had or whatever. Our world would be a million people fewer. Yeah, I have thought that when I've been on LinkedIn and like reaching yeah. out to people, literally being like, I am not supposed to know this many people exist, but hello, blank, great to meet you. Hope yeah. your week is going well. I have applied to X role and would love to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, like my brain is literally wired to know 100 people. Yeah. Like, I am maxed out and that's not to say like social media also gives us new opportunities. Like I'm not totally shitting on social media because you're also like, you know, networking and all this stuff through mm-hmm. it. 
And also just, I don't know, it's also, it's almost like a personal boundary with yourself, I guess. It's like, how much do I really need to know about the people that I grew up with and yeah. for what purpose? Yeah. That's part of the reason I unfollowed a lot of people from high school. Yeah. Also because I didn't like very many of them. Me too. But <laughs> also- But also from reasons? college. Like I don't, I probably follow only a handful of people. Yeah. Or it's like one of the reasons that I only have Instagram on like my desktop and like, okay, it's on the internet browser of my phone right now, but I don't have the app is because I feel inundated with information that like I don't necessarily- need Need. yes for networking but ultimately i am someone who does not post pretty much ever Mm -hmm. and i have friends that are very similarly the same and yet every time we see each other we're able to just pick up like where we left off and that gap in knowledge of like what the other has experienced in the six months the year the whatever since we've chatted it's inconsequential because we're both coming from like the same spot Mm -hmm. of just yeah so what have you been up to tell me about it and it's not this one-sided oh and you went on a trip to cuba and then oh you went on a like cruise like social media yeah Yeah. so yes social media is very nuanced and also very overwhelming as an adult because also people will only post when they go on vacations or they do things Mm -hmm. because a lot of adulthood is just routine yeah like I remember coming back from the grocery store a year and a half into adulting and being like, I have literally been doing this for 75 weeks in a row. Yeah. And I will continue to do it for the rest of my life. It still blows my mind every time I go grocery shopping. Like, wow, I'm really going to just keep doing this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In one hand, I have like me. There are two wolves within you. Yeah. Like, so my first wolf (laughs) is just like, why do companies feel the need to expand their brand and product offerings? And then the second wolf is like, I'm so glad there's a new flavor or texture of jam in the market for me to experience this Capitalism. Week. Like, I, I truly, or like it was when, you know, the pandemic was another great example yeah. of just, it was like, what are you doing for some fucking novelty right yeah. now? Like your enrichment. Yeah, like, how are you enriching your environment right now? Do you want to talk about, you want to explain to listeners what our enrichment means? Where that comes from? Oh, like zoo animals. (laughs) Um, So, you know, you have, like, enclosure enrichment opportunities where, like, they hide the food in, like, different containers or, like, they'll let... Just throw something wacky into the enclosure just to give the, make the animal feel something. (laughs) Yeah, so that they're not just, like, pacing around all day, like... Yeah. So we would we would be like, let's try a new flavor of ice cream. Let's take a different route on our walk today. Exactly. Let's take a different route on our rock walk today. Or like, let's try this virtual concert that they've got <laughs> going on. You know, just all of these things where it's great to be able to inject novelty, but like at other times you're like, wow, really wish my life sometimes looked like my feed of just here I am vacationing at this spot here I am vacationing at this spot and I think that that just like adds to kind of this echo chamber of everyone's doing stuff that you're not and you have to decide how to feel about that yeah I think I also learned that it's up to me to make those moments if I want to do stuff like that I have to plan it yeah like if I want to go traveling I'm gonna have to plan a trip yeah (laughs) and I know that's gonna be silly and some people are like really like come on Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I think there's also just you get so much more without autonomy. Like it's up to you to also make sure you have a good time. Yeah. And that's part of the pressure that comes from like 
planning a trip because it's like okay well anybody (laughs) you know like I think there there are like different types of trips right where like I'm going to be taking a trip to visit my family Mm -hmm. in May and it's like okay well that kind of trip is like way different because like the itinerary is zero it's literally just like spending time like yes I'm going to a graduation but like it's centered around one event that's like about somebody else versus like a road trip or Mm -hmm. like a trip to a new city that I haven't been to and Mm -hmm. it's like yeah there are different things that I want to experience depending on where I go and I'll be damned if I don't do any research because I don't want to have any FOMO when I'm getting back on the plane yeah you know what are some things because like routine also as someone who enjoys structure brings me joy Mm. like what are some things that are routine about your life as an adult that like you have found enjoyment in that like you have found that like don't need to be gamified or Mm. otherwise (laughs) i love that you said don't need to be gamified because you know my brain yeah (laughs) (laughs) dopamine gremlin um (laughs) okay so you said routine but i'm i'm gonna say something and you're gonna be like really but like the rituals of my day give me so much joy and it's not just like the routine because i i hate routine Mm -hmm. i hate feeling like I'm following steps yeah in any sense of that like in in day-to-day in like even if I'm cooking I kind of know or like in like relationships even like the expectation is like step by step by step like Mm. I feel gross the second I feel like I'm on a track gotcha but like rituals I mean that as in there are certain things that I do there's like a familiarity to the order or to the experience of them if that makes sense like Mm -hmm. they're not do this then that then this and that it's like certain little experiences that I've packaged for myself that I like and they're familiar, whether it's something like I, every morning I make myself a latte. That's just something I do. And it's not, I don't think it's really a routine, but like by doing it, I feel a certain sense of we're starting the day. Or even just like spending time at home alone gives me so much joy. And I think that has a lot to do with making my sense of home. I've like mm-hmm. redefined that word so much in my adulthood similar to what we were talking about earlier where you were like no i'm not who i thought it was going to be there's so much more depth my sense of home Mm -hmm. is not what i thought it was going to be but there's so much more depth there and i get i get so much joy from that i think ritual is a good way to look at it probably much better than routine because there's intention to it there's intention it's not just mindless or like a sense of um treadmilling yeah or like you you need to do it this way or it's only right if you do it this way mm-hmm. yeah it feels a lot more nourishing mm-hmm. too and one of the things that i do with my brain is change have to and to get to mm-hmm. like that reminds me of i i am drawing similarities between those two practices where it's like okay i have to start the work day but it's like i get to make myself a latte and mm-hmm. like choose to take those moments to like do that for myself mm-hmm. so i will be using rituals mm-hmm. from here on out instead of routine mm-hmm. because it is it is important i think to find those small moments of joy mm-hmm. throughout well and stability there's yeah. a sense of stability in it which like i said earlier i sometimes struggle with too much stability mm-hmm. But, like, those sense of familiarity where you are, like, this is good. Like, Mm -hmm. I am safe and secure and stable, and I know that because I'm doing this thing. What's something about your home that you didn't expect to appreciate in adulthood? My dog! 
easy easy answer. I love him. I mean, I dogs are a special thing for me. (laughs) I love dogs, Um, and I always knew I'd have a dog. Like growing up, like I just always wanted a dog. But my relationship with my dog is so special. It gives me so much joy. It makes being home and living alone so much better. I actually never thought I would live alone. I I didn't really I think because first of all and I don't mean to be like super dark but like I also just didn't think I've said this already but like I didn't think I'd make it this far like I didn't think I would make it to this age I struggled a lot with mental health growing up and just didn't conceive of a life like past a certain point and so when I think of adulthood like often that's a realization that I have now is like wow I'm the age of say, like, my cousin's friend, and I never thought I would be that age. Like, I have to conceptualize it that way. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of these things, I just didn't think of them for myself. And so there's so much joy in those things I didn't expect. And living alone is one of them because I just never conceptualized of this. And even when I did live past a certain point and, you know, start to heal and everything, I didn't think I would live alone because I was afraid of living alone. Mm-hmm. I just thought that, like, I wouldn't be able to take care of myself well enough. So, but now, like, I love living alone. I am so much more um, better regulated having my own space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's definitely something. And my dog helps a lot with that. Just, like, the ritual of, like, taking him out in the morning kind of thing? Or... No, I hate that part. Okay. <laughs> Like, this most special moments for me is, like, cuddling on the couch with Newlin. Mm. And, yeah, there's just this, there's, he's just so special. Yeah. Like, I love that when I cuddle with him, he actually doesn't want to be pet. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, look at us living a world separate but together. <laughs> a shared experience. Yeah. Experienced like, differently. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> What about you? What did you not expect to like? Um, or maybe you just didn't conceptualize of like fully. Yeah, I don't think that I conceptualized friend relationships mm. that are like as enriching and fulfilling as the ones I have now. Because like growing up every two to three years. I'm blushing. Okay, well I didn't mean I didn't have to okay, mean you. Fine. I'm kidding. I did. I did mean you. <laughs> I mean, we've been friends for, like, a decade. It's weird to think yeah. about, honestly. It makes me feel a little old. I know. Well, this whole episode is making me feel old. But, uh, yeah, like, growing up every two to three years, I just didn't get very close to a lot of folks because mm-hmm. I think time is one of the things that you need at at a certain point. Like, there are people that you will meet and, like, immediately gravitate towards, right? Like... You and I have both experienced that with people. Yeah. But for a long, for a lot of it, it's, and like for a lot of my friendships, like there's been a required like exposure time because Mm -hmm. I'm a watcher before I'm a doer. Yeah. Occasionally. And so college was one of the first times that like I got to actually meet people. But in adulthood, it's nice to have the agency to decide I'm going to go try and do this and I'm going to go try and make friends with these people. And Mm -hmm. then it's like, we're both actively deciding to be friends with each other and mm-hmm. be intentional in the time that we spend with each yeah, other. Yeah, not just out of circumstance. Yeah, and we each know that the other can like opt out of this relationship fairly easily. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of like this like 
bond or like this recognition of like it's really cool that you haven't done that <laughs> like <laughs> like I'm really glad we're both bringing stuff to the table yeah sort of deal um and I think that that's something that I was just like I continue to be like really touched by mm-hmm. is is the level of like intimacy and connectedness that like I can experience with people because you know early how we were talking earlier in the conversation is like I didn't think about anything about adulthood except like something that was work adjacent Mm -hmm. just because platonically like intimate relationships were not a thing for me Mm -hmm. so that's been really lovely and also it's like exciting meeting new people and like outside of like you know brain dopamine hits like it's like nice meeting new people and like experiencing new things and having people to experience things with that are also able to articulate the way that they're seeing them Mm -hmm. like I like solo travel Mm -hmm. but I really enjoy traveling with other people because I like when we both are seeing the same thing but pick out different points about it to share Mm -hmm. with each other Mm -hmm. how much of your expectations around friends being different do you think has to do with like being in the same location so I'm thinking of this because I've seen recently on social media actually like people I don't know and they are talking about their relationship to place in adulthood Mm. and for example there's one person I follow who moved away from their hometown and then moved back and she's in her 30s now and she talks a lot about there's there's such a narrative of like you travel and you leave and you move and you're always whatever like on the go Mm -hmm. and she's like building a relationship with one place has changed my relationships in so many ways because I have a relationship with the place Mm. and like what this specific geographical region has to offer Yeah, I think that moving back to a spot is also not a concession of, like, a wrong choice. Mm -mm. I kind of think that in order for us to feel really connected to our community, like, our people, we need to be connected to place. Mm -hmm. It would be really hard to feel, like, truly connected without that sense of place. And this also makes me think of, like, I'm going way down this rabbit hole. I'm following, so... That also makes me think of, like, I think the biggest way to resist, like, just capitalism and, like, all the isms is to have those, like, really local relationships. Mm -hmm. And that we not only have, like, those friendships, but that we, like, take care of one another in different ways. Mm -hmm. And I think that would be really hard to do without a sense of place. That you all feel like you belong together in a place. Yeah. Which can be problematic because then there's a sense of insider outsider. But yeah. like it's kind of necessary to feel like you to feel a sense of belonging mm-hmm. in order to feel that sense of like care. Yeah. And familiarity. Yeah. I think that that is like as I try to think about how to tie it kind of back to what we were talking about because <laughs> I think I could, we can just take another left turn. <laughs> I think there is some good I don't I think that that like localization of friendships helps to kind of cut and curb the loneliness too like yeah it feels like you have somewhere to go yeah if you have somewhere to go that's like not social media like, yeah a you... place to go to and people to go to it with mm-hmm. like for example we joined a we joined a queer kickball league and it feels really good to go to this to the park and yeah. to see people i know 
every Sunday. Yeah. That is a sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. And also that it's like all queer people. Like, yeah. there's a shared sense of experience there and there's a shared understanding there. That sense of belonging would not come without that sense of place of like, we go to this park that is familiar mm-hmm. and the environment allows us to have this sense of place. I think that gets back to ritual a little bit too. Yeah. Like building your sense, your rituals with your relationships, but also the environment, like the physical location. I, I think that that's one of the things that like I've really enjoyed about like this recording process too has just been like it's an hour to an hour and a half of like. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> of just like sometimes poignant, sometimes gibberish. Here go brain. Pontification of ideas, but like it's largely off of the web and like yeah just emotive and yeah. like reflective i feel ready for a game i was just thinking that all right we're gonna play match yay okay so uh we're gonna have to remember all the thingies okay mansion apartment shack house i need um who's gonna be your spouse let's do fictional people okay shigo <gasps> are there gonna be cartoons jimmy neutron Mm. Got two more. Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo. I was gonna say one of the Disney princesses. Okay, uh, Mulan, Snow White, Tiana. Okay, Mulan. We have your home, your spouse, your job. You're gonna be a sanitation worker, a food critic, a corporate robot, or the first lady. Okay. Oh, (laughs) why first lady? What do you mean? President. Corporate robots taken. Ugh, fine. <laughs> okay, job spouse, home. What are the other ones? Oh, kids. Zero? Yes. That's it. <laughs> Zero, one, or two. One. I will not entertain more than that. Two or five cats. Okay. Ooh, I want to have that... Um, Car. That, that sexy EV Mustang. Fiat, bike, Hummer. Yep. Ready, go. One, two, three, four. Are we counting that? Five, yeah. six? Yeah. Six, seven, eight, nine. Okay. Seven, eight, nine. Seven, eight, nine. You have an EV Mustang. Yes. Seven, eight, nine. You have five cats. Yay. Nine. You're married to Jimmy Neutron. Eight, nine. You have a house. And you're the first lady. Wow. Wow. Jimmy Neutron's our president, and you have five cats. And. You drive an EV Mustang. The year is 2035 and life is... Not good. Life is... uh... Life is stable. Okay. (laughs) Enough with the stability. Okay, so spouse for you, Shigo, because you Mm. couldn't think of anybody else. April Ludgate. I gave you a job of PR whiz. That's so tech of you. I know. And you, Ludgate. Actually, I don't want any men. Can we do no men? I'm surprised. The green M&M. The green (laughs) M&M! Can I do it? Yeah. Yay. That's pretty funny. Who's like a bitch? Francesca. <laughs> you said fictional. I'm pretty sure she makes up her character. Okay. Okay, job. PR whiz. What are those people that um, wear the costumes? Mascot. Okay. <laughs> Dog rescue owner. And um, gardener. Kids. Zero. One. Two. Three dogs. And cars. My car right now. I was going to say uh, Hyundai. Yeah, Hyundai Sonata. Hybrid. 
Tesla, unicycle, paraglider. I want to put you on a Segway, actually. Okay, fine. It's far more practical. Ready? Stop. Seven, eight, six, seven. You do not have three dogs. One, two, three, Aww. four, five, six. You have one kid. You're married to April Ludgate. <laughs> you don't have a Segway. One, Can you two, imagine three, co-parenting with April Ludgate? Four, five, six, seven. <laughs> you don't have a Hyundai Sonata anymore. Five, wow, you've six, crossed seven, off all the things that are eight. true right now. You have a unicycle. Yes. Seven. April and I run a circus. Eight. It's a family business. You're in a mansion though. Dang. One, two, We're very three, successful. Four, five, We've six, been blessed. Seven, eight. And you're a mascot. I told you we run a circus. You are married to April Ludgate with one child. You are a mascot. You, your car is a unicycle and you all live in a mansion together. Oh. Is it everything you thought it would be and more? And more. And more. <laughs> Bananas. Banan. Banan for hand. This is so random. Yes. <laughs> in fourth grade, I ran for class president and it, my... Uh, class, my slogan was go bananas for Hannah. It was not. It was. That is so dear. Did you win? <laughs> yeah. Yay! Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for playing our game. If you play MASH, comment with what you end up with in the post for this episode. Yeah! Tune in next week and hear more from us because why, why not, not us? us? Nailed it. <laughs>